Corner kick to Ipswich Town, off to our uh, left-hand side. In it comes from Davis. Travel the distance and it's there! And it's George Edmondson with his first league goal for almost a year. Back in the northwest, makes it Morecambe 1, Ipswich Town 1. Well done, George! Done, George, indeed. Uh, welcome, everyone, to the Anytime Notebook. That was the week that was, not just any week. It was a Rob Atkinson brace week. Uh, welcome to the Anytime Notebook. EFL content for goal-scoring punters since 2007. Hope you're doing well. My name's Gavin. Um, joining me, as always, uh, set-piece hero, uh, former data analyst for Sporting Risk. John, how are you this fine week? Good evening, Doyen. How are you? <laughs> I'm good. Another another winner uh, last week, which is good. Uh, Edmondson did the business for us. Um, but none of us could be um, Craig Bal- Craig Bradley on the forum, though, could we? Who, uh, no, as, all, as all good goal scoring punters do, just casually put up, you know, mentions last Friday that Chris Farino Joseph was a good price to follow up a big chance that he had the week before, and he subsequently goes and gets the winner for for Wickham against Oxford at eighteen to one. For those of you that are um, New here, uh, head towards the website. I think Craig has actually followed up with a with another dart this week. So head to the website to, to find out more. Um, I put up a bit of a review piece on the website during the week, um, just after the initial reactions to the weekend. John, what did what did you see last weekend that inspired you? Uh, well, there's lots. I mean, just going over our selections last weekend, other than uh, your winners, I like to talk about my losers as well. I like to get my airtime in. <laughs> you, you get less time for your winners than my losers. It's good. I like this. Um, uh, Daniel Happe had one fair chance. I think it was 0.09 xG, which is which is about what you what you'd expect. That so that was okay. Um, in the same game, Omar Beckles had two good chances and nearly got on the end of another. So I was quite happy with that selection. It's kind of what I expected. Uh, Tom Dallison had a fair chance as well for you, for your other one. You did. Yep. Oh, a fairly decent chance. And uh, the main one for me, obviously, was Christie. You got sm- Cyrus Christie, for people who didn't listen, who got smashed in all weekend. First half was okay. A few potential moments without any chances. Um and then they decided to put him back at right back at half time, and I went and cried for a bit. And uh, it was a horrible watch, wasn't it? Right for yeah, it was a horrible game, really. Uh, then I, I, I watched that yeah. price all well, all Saturday and all Sunday, and I think there was one firm still at double figures, weren't there? But um, but yeah, it felt like the writing was on the wall pretty early on after after kickoff. Yeah, the big the biggest takeaway from that game for me was Mark Fotheringham's accent. Uh, <laughs> can't work it out. It's a mix of Scottish, German, Dutch, and American. It's quite um, never heard anything like it. But he's he's certainly a motivator. I don't know if you've heard him. He, he's very up for it. He's really going for it. He's um, uh, I think he I think he'll it'd be one of those that'll have a very good impact. Or yeah, I think it'll be all or nothing with him. Um, but I did notice that he left out uh, Russell and. Uh, a man you like Hayden as well. They were mm-hmm. both left out of the 16, even though they were fit. So I think he's quite a disciplinarian because he had some really young B-team players on the bench that he brought on as well. So that was, it was quite an interesting game from that point of view. But Certainly had a, an initial impact, which is, which is good. Um, I think we both landed on an improvement in Swansea set pieces, right? Which feels like oh, yeah. uh, we're slightly... Uh, 
we're slightly ahead of the curve, which feels kind of anti-productive mentioning it at the start of the podcast. But um, but more more on Swansea later. But fair to say that we're we're both kind of a. Keen on um, on Swansea's improvement from from set pieces, which I'm not putting all down to us, John. Calling out kind of Andy Parsley a couple of weeks ago, but, but it's this, they, yeah, it's, it's ever since I had a go at Don Goodman. It's it's actually uh, it's actually worked. So I might try that every week, and I might That's, find a winner. But you never know. <laughs> That's it. It didn't quite work with uh, Aaron Trusty, who we have mentioned on the oh, yes. podcast at some point. But um, yeah, another another with her. He it got was two, the second two. second week, wasn't it? For you, it, it was. Yeah, and, and I, looking oh, back yeah. at it, he's done nothing since then. Until no, that's the problem. Until last weekend. Yeah. Um, um, but I mean, Bristol City. I think it was Steve when he was on the other week. He, he mentioned that they were top or bottom, however you want to put it, of the uh, against XG from set pieces. Since then, they've actually conceded four goals from set pieces. So uh, that's obviously not improved. Uh, so they're very, um, uh, seem quite erratic at the moment. I watched them in midweek against um, Preston. Uh, four is a very poor game. Uh, Atkinson, like I said to you, on message, Atkinson scored two, and I still couldn't have him scoring two after he scored two because <laughs> they just they just came out of nothing. There was, there was nothing in the game. Uh, a good, that was a good dive. That was a dive in. We put that as a diving oh, header for the second one. That was a yeah. It was like a. It was like um, well, every every other accounts mentioned it. So it was like Harland, wasn't it? We'll go mainstream. It was. I thought you were going to say Houchin then, just to just to appease <laughs> me for, for diving be, header. Uh, yeah, that would be one for the kids again. <laughs> very, um, very yeah, so there's a few others um, in League One. I've mentioned this guy a few times. He's not getting that many minutes in the league, but Barnsley have got a couple of injuries. I really like Josh Martin. Um, he's... He's just a really good finisher. I know it's only the cup. You can't take that much from it, but he scored twice in midweek um, against Donny. It wasn't much of a game, but he just looks really cool when he gets chances. He, he's been coming off the bench. If he ever started, I might be looking at him at two plus. Uh, they also had a 16-year-old midweek called Fabio. I think it's Jalo or Jallo. Uh, he scored twice as well. Uh, very unlikely to feature in the league, but looks like he's got a lot of talent. Um, Barnsley again, who's becoming an old friend, though we haven't really put him up yet. Liam Kitchen again. Oh, yes. Um, last weekend. And the only other one in League One that I've noted would be, we'd like to get an Accrington mention in, or I do anyway. <laughs> Don't think you ever mention them, because I always do. But just because they've uh, Matt Lowe, who started the season up front, has actually now had an operation. He's out for about four or five months. So they're going to stick, I presume, with Tommy Lee up front. But Ethan Hamilton's been playing a little bit further forward and he has interchanged with Tommy Lee as well during the game. Mm -hmm. um, he got 0.25 XG against Plymouth last weekend. They're actually good against Plymouth. 3-0 was very flattering. Uh, one was a very good save from the excellent Mike Cooper. Uh, so I'm keeping an eye on Ethan Hamilton for probably in the near, the near future. Love it. And uh, down into League Two, anything there? This this one will really get you going, this this name. It's, uh, any veterans of the podcast will, will just just you know stir a little bit with this name it's rory mccardle he, he oh, might wow. have thought he might have thought you'd never hear that name again but he's um i think it's fed to say a notebook legend would you agree with that 
Oh, you know, a league, yeah. a league two legend. I think is he probably stepped yeah, up to he's... League One with Scunthorpe every now and again. But but yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Just, it's um, just uh, yeah. he's. I don't know why you get players you like. I've always liked him. No yeah. reason really. Um, but he's he's actually been injured for quite a long time. He's only come back. I think he's played the last three games, and one of those he didn't play the whole game for struggling Harrogate. But he did get three headers from set pieces last time out. Um, about 0.12 XG combined, which isn't too bad. Uh, so I'm keeping an eye on him. And another name that uh, I wouldn't say he's a legend, but Jan Songo, who is a has had a fairly decent few seasons from the scoring front, has not played much since Hughes has come in at Bradford. Um, but he has he only played 45 minutes against Stockport last weekend, but he did have a decent chance from a corner. Um problem there is the price is still tight even if he does start which i don't think he will so you can have to wait a bit longer for him i think if you were if someone put us in charge of saving a league two football club and you had you know not much money to spend you would fill it right with rory mccardle you'd fill it with yeah. players like jan songo you'd they would be first on your list for you know hardy campaigners i don't, I don't think we'd have any strikers though that would be a slight problem <laughs> no. oh, well. <laughs> have a lot of right backs <laughs> that's right <laughs> should we head off into our our naps and next best for the week uh, john as always lead us off with your nap goal scorer uh, in the efl this weekend Okay, mate, this is a... I had a list of four or five and I, I, I sort of was hitting a bit of a brick wall on Thursday and I, I came back to it. Sometimes you just need a little break. And I came back to it and straight away I thought, this is the obvious nap from my list. And it's Murray Wallace at 22s for Millwall at Bristol City. Yeah, and that's got a cheer from Steve Freef, that one. Um, or, or a sigh, I'm not sure. Um, it's a pretty simple case, really. As I've mentioned earlier, Bristol City conceded four goals this week from set pieces. They're now well clear of the set PXG against table in the championship. Uh, I'd say Wallace is, if not the most, he's definitely in the top five most consistent defenders in the championship for getting a threat most games. Uh, he's got a 1.5 XG this season, which is fine. No goals returned, which is why he, I think he's drifted a little bit. But career best five goals last season. I think he can get in and around that again. This looks the best place to start. And he's finally drifted out to a big price. So Murray Wallace at 22 to 1 for me. Murray Wallace, who is... Capital D, Jew, right? There is a player that is Jew. Yeah, definitely. He just, need, he just needs to. We just need to get him off the list, and and this looks like the the, the good weekend to do it. Well, I can't. I can't see how this will make Jake, Jake Cooper will score three now. But it, there's no way if you just look at the data without looking at the names. There's no way Jake Cooper should be half the price of Wallace for this game. Great stuff. So, um, we, uh, my nap uh, this weekend in the EFL. We um, we benefited last week from uh, returning to players that we've backed earlier in the season. Uh, let's reminisce about what we've talked about in the in the past few weeks, um, particularly the the lack of a set piece threat from Swansea, as we've just mentioned. We, we started talking about it about three weeks ago. However, things have definitely changed. Ben Cabango gets the winner from a free kick against Watford. Harry Darling gets the winner after Cabango had got on the end of another free kick against Sunderland. 
Nathan Wood had another excellent front post move in that game as well to to create a healthy bit of XG. So let's, let's call it while while layers are sorting themselves out, sorting themselves out. You know, Swansea are now a, a set piece threat. So you can back Ben Cabango and Nathan Wood at twenty eight to one this weekend because Swansea are away at Burnley. But let me tell you a little story about Burnley. So I went on a, a pretty deep Y Scout rabbit hole this week, and I was looking at shots conceded from corners. We mentioned, ironically, it was a couple of weeks ago when when I mentioned about Burnley, and we actually put up Rob Atkinson uh, for Bristol City. But the, the feeling I had was that they were vulnerable and they could be got out from from set pieces. And some of the data, random as it is, kind of tends to back that up because no one has conceded more shots from corners as a, as a percentage of total shots conceded than Burnley. Let's look a little bit deeper. I was at the, the, the Cov game last weekend, which Burnley thoroughly deserved. Um, two got two corners conceded against us that weekend. Both of them led to shots. You got a Panzo header that goes against the bar, then one that in the first breakdown Kane has a shot from just outside the area. Similar story to against Stoke. Couple of corners, couple of shots came from it. Callum Robinson had a really good chance for Cardiff the the, the game before that, and it just exposed some of the vulnerability. The marquee game in all of this data is the one against West Brom last month, where the baggies have fashioned an unbelievable seven times seven shots from nine corners. Lots of sketchy evidence, but essentially backing up what I think, which is that if you want to get at this Burnley side, then you do it from set pieces. I think this is, you know, when you when you look at this goal scorer market, it's priced upon, you know, a short price favourite at home, and as good as Swansea are, Burnley should be favourites in that game. But beneath the surface, it feels like a, a market that in another world could be priced up on set piece strength versus vulnerability. So the the value in all of those scenarios, and John, that's the thing we're looking for all the time, right? Which is where you know your starting position is kind of incorrect kind of like match odds and there might be something underneath those match odds that suggests that goal scorers could be value and if they are they tend to be further down the list all of that culminates in me saying I think we we, we pin our colours to, to Ben Cabango mass once again at 28 to 1 Definitely on my short list. I mean, he had he had six touches in the opposition box last weekend as well. So you're not going to really you're not going to beat that from anyone in the league at the moment. I want to think so. There we go. Yeah, excellent. So the next best is a new name for definitely this season and probably ever. It's Aaron Cashin for Derby at Accrington. Again, twenty two to one best. Now he's a promising young defender. He was thrown in last season when they were in the disarray in the championship and he seemed to equip him equip himself really well. Uh, that seems to have continued this season in his general plays. He seems to be getting rave reviews. Now, he's, he's not really shown any um, massive scoring signs yet, but he has got a XG of 1.1 across 11 matches, which isn't too bad. Now, Accrington still near the top of the XG against table. They have tightened up a little bit in recent weeks on that, but I'm not sure I quite believe it yet. Now, the main sort of angle here for me is I would imagine, and from listening to his interview this week, I think Paul Warren's going to put a lot of focus on the set pieces. Uh, he, he didn't mention it by name, so to speak, but he sort of, he was just hinting at it really. And I think there's a bit more to come from Derby. They're not doing too badly on it, but I think they can push themselves up a bit that table and cash in really, a, he's the biggest price, and I think he's 
a little bit unexposed. I could be wrong with this one, but I've had him on my mind for a few weeks, and this looks uh, the right price to give him a spin, really. You might say the right price to cash in, right? I was going to say that, but even even for me, that was pushing it a bit. Excellent. Thank you, John. Uh, last one for me is uh, uh, League One. Um, Sean Rooney, uh, drifting in the market. It's a, it's a sea of red in the in the goalscorer market for Fleetwood, who faced Shrewsbury this weekend. I saw him in the flesh a fortnight ago against Burton. I thought hey, it was just a case of, can you find the right spot for him? And there's no doubt that, uh, you know, the visit of Shrewsbury is the right spot. There's, John, there's, there's arguably not a player, I think, in the division that's been knocking on the door with such veracity over the last couple of weeks. You know, 10 shots in the last seven games, a healthy XG. For, you know, I, The thing I like about Rooney, your opportunities are twofold, maybe threefold. You've got, you've got overlapping runs on the right-hand side, but you've also got some textbook back post loitering from set pieces. And the extra thing that I like as well is that you know, when, the, when, the, when the corner or the set piece breaks down, he sticks around for a bit. And that's the bit that there's a goal scorer punch you you really love yeah. um really really should have scored after waltzing in at the back post against Portsmouth last week he's done exactly the same against Barnsley before that he had a fairly decent scoring record in Scotland you know three already this calendar year I'm pretty sure his Fleetwood dog is duck is uh, is broken soon enough Shrewsbury were the they were the one that got away I thought last week you know we, we know that they've got some set piece frailties that you know Zach Jules wasn't anywhere near you know no no one from MK Dons is anywhere near my list at the moment but if you if you were looking at that game looking to pick holes in in Shrewsbury uh, vulnerability and Zach Jules could very well have been the one but it, needless to say he gets up to, to score a header from a pretty simple corner last week Shrewsbury also the side that give up all those Sam Hughes chances that got us excited a couple of weeks ago against Burton as well. Couldn't deal with um, Will Ferry's long throws for Cheltenham. And, and now face a trip to Fleetwood where, you know, the, the, the Fleetwood are playing well. It looks like Matt Pennington went off um, in the last game. It looks like a game-time decision for him. Same for Luke Lee as well. They could all be back, but even with those people back, they were still vulnerable enough from set pieces. I very, very nearly put up a player that you put up a couple of weeks ago, John, um, Toto Insala, who used to play for Shrewsbury. And if you're looking for, 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 for stereotypical um, Fleetwood set-piece dangers, then he could very well be the one. So he's a definite runner at 25s. But I just kind of sense, my instincts sense that, that Sean Rooney was the one that, that was due here. And he steps forward at 14-1 to one to help himself and send Scott Brown dancing down the touchline on Saturday. Um, couple there for me couple there for you John as we always do when we close out anything else that nearly made your list but not quite uh, yeah just trying to narrow it down a bit because I've got a few the Rotherham Huddersfield game I'm interested to see if Richard Wood comes back or not um, he's left out the squad completely last time to um, I quote Matt Taylor freshen his head up which I don't really mm-hmm. um, obviously he was manager for one game so I'm sure he will be back, but I thought that was slightly strange. And reading today, Rotherham also have a sickness bug of some kind. Um, no player's name, but I'm interested in the obvious again, Tom Lees or Michael Hellick, Mikel Hellick. Um, depending on the lineup, I might play one of those two. Uh, interested to see the West Brom lineup after Bruce has gone. Uh, I think there'll be a few, few of the younger players given a go from what I've read. So that'll be interesting. Uh, is it? Is it? Cleary, a youngster? 
Um, yeah, that's the, I think so. Yeah. yeah. Not quite. I'm not as good on the champ, but I was just reading about that today. So, yeah, that looks interesting because there's been a lot of clamouring for some of the youngsters to be given a go. So I'm interested to see how they line up. Uh, Swansea already covered. Uh, another one in the, for Derby against Accrington, uh, who was close and actually at the top price of 15-2, to two, which is a big standout now. He's a big shortener. He's uh, Jason Knight. Mm-hmm. Uh, Paul Warren said in the same press conference, uh, this is where you can pick up some interesting little things. He said he's spoken to him and said to him he wants him to bomb on a lot more and not do the defensive stuff. Uh, and he also said that he kind of did it and kind of didn't against Port Vale, but they were down to 10 men. So, And considering that, he had some decent data last week. So if you can get the 15 to 2, which is about two and a half points bigger than anywhere else, that is... That would be okay with me. Um, MK Dons, as I mentioned midweek on the forum and on the blog, of um, the last five games have got the worst XG against set pieces by a mile in the league. Um, they're leaking absolute tons, but problem is Plymouth, uh, Dan Scar suspended, who would be the obvious one, mm-hmm. and I just can't find anyone else for Plymouth, so I've reluctantly skipped that game. Um, you've covered Shrewsbury in uh, League 2, Oh, the, well, the obvious one that I think perhaps the regular listeners would have thought we would have gone to was Wimbledon against Sutton, but uh, I just can't have, not that I can't have him, but I think the the only ones personally you can go for is Joe Kizzy, really, because Sutton have got a lot of defensive injuries. And he, mm. what do you think about his price? It's sort of borderline for me, but... <sighs> just looking here, what, 14 to 1? I just completely gone yeah. off Sutton. They've absolutely fallen off a cliff right in the in the last three games. Listening to a good yeah, judge, a good judge this week who just feels that it could be kind of end of the cycle for 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 Matt Gray and Sutton. I don't think that's a that's a bad shout. It kind of feels like um, I was pretty optimistic yeah, about be. them this year, um, but yeah, they've they've um, they've let a few punters down. I think. I think still Kizzy were he had a good chance at the back post last last week, didn't he? Um, which I think was yeah. around about half of the XG that Sutton put together in total. Um, yeah, not um, yeah, just 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 don't fancy Sutton at all at the, at the moment. It's difficult to, to no, back one that's the problem. Scores. But Wimbledon on a, on a lot better, so yeah, exactly. You've got a um, that that's, that's Seems like a pretty key game for both managers, I think. But I read um, the Sutton manager saying he thought they were still playing okay and it's, it's the first time he's had this many injuries, etc. So I, I don't know if you can use that as an excuse or not. They haven't got the biggest squad, obviously. Um, but yeah, I, I, when I first looked at the coupon, I thought Kizzy was one of the first names I was interested in. But I, I think you need a bit bigger at the moment. I, I wonder whether people would have... We would have been a short price. I was just just checking it here on Ozchecker. Sam, there's a sea of blue all around. Sam Hughes, I guess Burton obviously plays Morecambe. Yes, the yeah, one this weekend. Uh, Twelve to one is the best price that you. Can, I know thirteen to one at Unibet, but um, but yeah, I, I didn't um, I've gone off Sam Hughes. I guess just just after just after just just everything is directed toward Brayford, and it, it's just very That's it's fine. just very difficult to. You can almost you can sense sometimes, right, when you when you watch these games live, whether you whether you whether your XG is giving you a good run for your money. And I just thought, you know, he's bound to pop up now, I guess, and score a brace tomorrow. But um, but yeah, he was a, probably another one, not too far off the list. Awesome. 
John. Uh, For anyone that hasn't uh, read John's uh, blog piece this week, I thought it was uh, fascinating. Thanks for doing that for us, John. Kind of uncovered a bit about the process. Um, I think we like to we like to kind of downplay it all and we are just sticking pins in um in uh in, in the racing post every every friday night but there is, there is some there is some you know it is a market that we like playing in properly and it does require a bit of research and it, it, it we do land on the selections for a good reason i thought your your column this week around how you arrive at, at a selection was a was a good one and, and should help inform plenty of people that read it as well so no, thank. I, yeah, I enjoyed doing that. I, I sort of struggle to write these days, but I did. Um, I did once I got into that. I did enjoy that. The thing that's hard to put on paper, which I don't know if you agree with, is like that. Whatever percentage you give to it, or how you can equate it, but like the intuition feeling, you know, just mm. the, the gut feel, or however you want to put it. I mean, you, you can't have too much of that, but there is an element of that because at the end of the day, you've got to, most weeks you can make a case for between probably six and ten players and it's the similar sort of case isn't it really i'm gonna go to Hull, birmingham on sunday i think um there's a really good interview if people want to listen to it is with harley dean it's on the uh, bbc west midland sport twitter link i think i liked it on twitter if people can't find it um just a really interesting interview so from a not a veteran player but an experienced player who just talks about how he lost his mojo for the game and how uh, john eustace has helped him get it back uh, and the loan spell with darren moore last year to be fair it gives him a big 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 up um I just thought uh, apparently, well, not apparently, from all the reports, he played really well in his first game for ages. So I was just wondering if he does play on Sunday, he's he's now a bigger price than Trusty. So he has, it, just keep an eye on him because he, he's notched a few over the years. But it's just good, good to hear good to hear that side from a player because it was a bit more, not like the sort of polished interviews you get these days. It was quite, quite in-depth. We shall look out for that. I'm a I'm a glutton for um, despair, so I, I I have a feeling it will get to one o'clock on Saturday, and Cove ain't got a home game this week. I have a feeling it will get to one o'clock on Saturday, and I won't be able to resist just heading down the um, the A Triple Four to Burton against Morecambe just to see oh, just to see the despair and the four the tent just to experience the tension at the bottom of league one on a, on a saturday afternoon um whatever you are doing uh, have a great punting weekend have a great footballing weekend uh, john i think we'll do this again next week uh, have a great um have a great weekend uh, hopefully we'll reflect on a few winners uh, and we'll speak to everyone soon thanks mate good luck everybody